0: Control,
1: things would just, you know, it like, would be fatal. let go ahead and uh, record this whole thing. Let's get with the proceedings. Yes, sir. Let's get with the proceedings this evening.
2: Yeah. I like shit I gotta drive in well, I yeah. yeah. KJ. Beats, K. Yeah. Yeah. The revolution is the genocide Yup. Yeah. your execution would be televised Don't cross me like Isaiah, that shit be ill-advised Dark horse rap black sheep, they got me vilified Castrated niggas and they feelings on IG Won't ever let this industry demasculize me I do murder bareface, don't need no mask to disguise me Through my effing in the stash, I think them crackers behind me hey. He pulled me over, I asked him, yo, what's the problem, sir? I swear to duck the potholes, holes, man, I had no option, sir Just let me go, because my license insurance proper sir I hate to be on the run for smoking the officer. We was busting that police before Queen and slim. That's on the fin. Let off 50 shots of the squad, Kai and get in the wind. Told the Gary police in 05 that I got more guns than them. Get the feds if you want a wall and they sent them bitches in. Bitches in revolution is the genocide yeah my execution might be televised cross niggas like bubba chuck i never gave a fuck hook shot a hole like kareem but i never lead a buck sick with the acne and jack pouring three liters okay 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 mic check one two mic check
1: one two come on hear me out there we good yes sir Uh, i just wanted to know
3: you can hear me you coming in real right
1: okay okay all right, y'all. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know what it's hitting for. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all are now listening to the new Death Row, the most dangerous podcast that you'll listen to this week. Yo, it's the podcast about nothing that, speak, that brings about something and everything in between, yo. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Self-Control Pod. I am Naj. I got my boy here, Lo Whitney. You know the deal. When you hear me and Lo, consider it Quran. You listen to anybody mm. else. That's not under the umbrella. Consider it haram.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: um yo, this is um this is we've never I if it sounds like I, I don't know what I'm talking about or I've lost for words, it's because I am. Uh We have done seven episodes, correct? Yes, sir. Seven episodes. Um, I would say for the past maybe three episodes, we've really been talking about heavy, serious subjects that is going on in our world right now. Is that correct? Would that be correct as well? That would be a correct statement as well, Nage, yes. All right, man. So, um... Hear me when I tell you that we don't bring any pleasure on bringing y'all the bad news or, bring, or talking about the perils and the terrors that are going on in this world, foreign or domestic. You know, we don't want to have to bring it to you, but we feel that it is on us to make it make sense. You know, sometimes social media, your mind could be an echo chamber, it could just seem like you're screaming into the void. You know, me and Lo, me and Lorenzo and the Benzo, as Cube would say. Yeah. Um, we just, we're just some people who look like you or who maybe don't look like you. And we're giving you our view on what's going on. You know, I'm not, I'm not Tom Brokaw. I'm not Don Lemon, you know, none of the Cuomos, you know, I'm not Van, what's his name, Van Jones? I'm not Van Jones, you know, none of that. I'm just a regular brother who's going through the same thing as y'all. But I have a platform and I got to bring this to y'all, right? Yeah. Um... And that's what self-control is all about. You know, that's that's our goal. You know, a podcast that's about nothing, that provides something and everything in between. Um, yeah. We're not just a wrestling podcast. We're not just a podcast that talks about the culture. We're a podcast that talks about what's going on in the world. Yeah. And um, what is going on in the world I don't want to say that y'all don't know because y'all know. Y'all seen them. Y'all seen it for years. Y'all seen this for years. You know, the world is a stage, and everybody are players.
3: Yeah,
1: I think if I got that quote correctly, you know, um, it's the same script. It's just different characters. You've seen this before. You've seen it with Rodney King. You've seen this with Walter Scott. You've seen this with Tamir Rice. You've seen this with Armand Arbery. You just happened to see it last week with Mr. uh, George Floyd. Yeah. You know, he was the new character this episode. And, um... I don't want to say this happened by happenstance or or not, but you know, this show has been in its fucking what, 400th season? And now motherfuckers have finally had enough. Yeah. The longest running fucking show on television of cops killing blacks Of cops beating blacks. Systemic racism and oppression. And now all of a sudden. Now y'all want to turn the show off. Mm. Now y'all want to cancel the show.
2: Mm.
1: Now you know. It's oh my gosh. The horror. Um. When I saw that video, it made me sick to my stomach. I couldn't bear to watch, but I couldn't bear to turn away. The same thing how I felt about... It's the same thing how I felt about um Walter Scott. And I stayed 15 minutes away at that time. 15 minutes away. I believe he got killed on Remount Road. I'm, excuse me, Remount Road? Remount Road? You know my people, my fellow, my Geechee people over in Charleston, you know, they call it the Mount. You know, yeah. so, um, that's how I felt. And it wasn't so different, you know, as when I first saw the Rodden King beatings. Throughout my lifetimes, in three decades, in two years, I've seen major Beatings and killings in my lifetime that I can remember you know what kind of what the and besides that you know my everyday dealings with police, seeing people who I know deal with police and just everyday life how much fucking trauma can you get from that you know um this is you know. We ain't gonna play with y'all today. Right. This this ain't a, a happy show. Um You know, we made we, we there's gonna be some laughs, you know, but right now this ain't you know I'm not really here to entertain this week. I'm here to inform I'm here to let y'all know I'm here as an advocate I'm here as another black person who's going through this you know um so yeah uh I just I'm tired. I'm tired of this. Um, I don't even know where we're going to go this episode because there is no format today. You know, we just, we talking. Um, I do know this, all storylines or whatever bullshit. Will be saved for next week. Mm-hmm. You know, if there is a next week. Mm. Um, I think that's a real thing to say. If there is a next week. Um. <clears throat> yeah, all that shit. That's on hold man yeah. um we're already gonna get into the shits as we say but y'all don't already know what the fuck it is um a man was killed over twenty dollars maybe counterfeit but in the end it was fucking twenty dollars this man was pressed down on the pavement and couldn't breathe for nine minutes. I don't even, Lorenzo. What's the longest you could hold your breath? Me personally, yeah, you personally. And don't say some crazy shit like fourteen minutes because I know that's you're like a fucking universal soldier.
3: Nah, probably not even that. Probably not. Probably not even two. Probably like
1: one and some change. I tried holding my breath in the shower the other day. Mm -hmm. I barely got to 45 seconds. Yeah. Barely. Barely. And sometimes
3: it's based on adrenaline, based on the situation you're in. If you're simulating a situation, it gets a little mentally frazzling. But if, if, if it's game time,
1: you might get a little bit more out of that, you know? I tried any other any kind of way I could simulate not being able to breathe properly for for nine minutes. Any way I could, I tried, and I failed every time because I was like, "Yo, what the like?" But I could get up on my own volition. Yeah. This gentleman, this brother, this man who was taken away from his family, could not. And. My man, you I just see a white man just on his neck with his knee, with his hands in his fucking pocket, Lorenzo. Like, I, I see that shit. Yeah. I hear, oh, you're a tough guy. Tough guy, right? Like, just, mm-hmm. bro, like, it was inhumane. It was Bush League it was abhorrent. Like, it's just, man, like... I don't even want to, you know, give this person power by saying his name, but I wanted to kill Derek Siobhan when I saw that. And that's justified. Just so you know that. I besides being in the military there have been times in my life where i felt like i could kill a person yeah and when i first saw that video that was one of the one of those times yeah. and it scared me because like it, it never been like like i like i didn't even care what happened next after that yeah i didn't care what happened i just wanted to do it and for the past few weeks, um, I've been on and off social media. I had to take some self-care for like a weekend. I just, I began to feel numb. Like, we just talked about this, what, like two episodes ago? You know, yeah. about, you know, Armand Arbery. And um, I keep on forgetting the other gentleman in the uh, in Indianapolis who got killed as well. Um, But that gentleman We just talked about those two guys Yeah And now here we go We're, We're doing this And now And ever since then The world Has pretty much Began to eat itself alive
3: Absolutely Correct
1: if I could say if I could say anything I could describe it as anything it would be eating itself alive black people have had it you know Um, this is so much different and I wouldn't even know because I was five at the time it's so much different than the 92 riots yeah and I feel like even with what is going on, we still have not had a taste of what's going on, of what could happen. Because, yes, this officer was was eventually arrested. The others have not. They're on, yeah. what, death duty or something like that? Or whatever. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah,
1: yeah, for oh. sure. <clears throat> Pushing pins. But um there's still a lot to walk the streets. They're probably not. But um I can only imagine what can happen if this verdict comes back not guilty. I can only think of the catastrophic events because that's the only way I can characterize what'll happen. You know, um, it'll be catastrophic. Yeah, man. Like, people would die that night. There's no, probably no, people will die. Um, i I don't want that to happen all this could have been prevented if all what four was it four yeah four yeah, um
3: yeah.
1: yeah, all this could have if all four were arrested like yeah man this all this could have been prevented. But, you know, through stubbornness comes, uh, you know, through solidarity. Um, Yeah. There have been allies that have helped us spread the word. There have been, you know, all people out of the woodwork. I've seen Amish people. I've seen... Our sisters from the Wiccan community, the witches, Absolutely, they've come showing some love at, at these protests. I've seen Randy Orton say Black Lives Matter. And for my wrestling fans, y'all know how fucking crazy that is. <laughs> yes, people, y'all did not hear me wrong. Randy Orton said Black Lives Matter. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin Who has been married to a black woman Before in his life Has not Said anything You know We're gonna talk about this whole celebrity This whole celebrity thing I, We're just getting our remarks out of the way but I'm going to say this, and I'm probably going to expound on it a little bit later. But whatever. The way the... See, Erica told me in a DM that I need to learn how to read the room and think before I say things. Right. Hey. But... I've always been critical about this, and, you know, I'll down that hill. Um, And I think even Lovely talked about it earlier. But I'm going to say this. A guy you really, 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 really love in this industry that y'all have called trailblazing... Most electrifying. His daughter has done more and has said more than we have ever heard from him, ever. Hmm. I want y'all to think about this. I want y'all to stop and think about this. Because y'all really going to be asking yourself trailblazing, electrifying. Yeah. The most electrifying man. In sports entertainment, his daughter has said more and has done more than him, than I've ever seen. Yeah. And I just want to say a salute, a special salute to Miss Simone Johnson. You know, thank you. Yeah, for real. Because where y'all wanted, y'all beloved, y'all favors to say something, this girl was saying something. And at times that was all you needed to fucking hear. She was the loudest in the room. And it's disappointing that somebody that we have bigged up and loved so much, like him. And I might be wrong, Lorenzo. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. Have you seen something from him? No, I haven't. I haven't yet. No. Did you see something from him with the whole Ar- Armand Aubrey thing? No. No. We're gonna talk about a lot of things, people. Because this is where I'm gonna end my remarks before I, you know, I pass the ball to Lorenzo and set the pick. Um, because I've held the ball way too long in in this, but we we playing where the you know the shot clock is turned off. Um, yeah. I was saying that we're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot of things today, y'all. We're gonna talk about privilege. Ooh. We are gonna be talking about performative unity. Ooh. I want y'all. I want y'all to stop. Like, there's gonna be a lot of times where I'm gonna tell y'all to stop and think about what I'm saying, Dio. Say it with me, guys. Performative Ooh. unity. Performative <laughs> unity and how real it is. In entertainment, in sports entertainment, and on your timeline with the people that you follow. A celebrity don't have to practice in performative unity. Sometimes the influencers and the people you follow got fucking doctorates and fucking what's higher than a doctorate.
3: Shit, man. That's, that's, that's basically a
1: PhD. They got doctorates okay, mm-hmm. in performative unity. They got doctorates. <laughs> These niggas are the road scholars, Cambridge mm. scholars mm. of this shit. Yeah. Of how mm. to masquerade behind a cause. And I'm just gonna end it with that. That's that's these are my opening remarks. I'm um. I'm gonna let Lorenzo take over and say what he gotta say. Mm. Nah, I just good to be here with you
3: today, my man. I just wanna start from a place of uh, peace and love between us both, as communicators on this platform and communicators to our audience. Um, peace and love, everyone. Um, I want to start my contribution today with all you just said, my brother, about performativeness and, you know, the like, everything of that ilk. You know, I don't got to run through the whole synonym list, right? Um, But I want to start my contribution today of talking about symbology and symbols and... Manipulation, false pretenses—you know those those things, those synonyms. Um, as everybody knows, um, I live and love in the city of Philadelphia. Um, as has been said before, I have various roots in this country. I have various roots beyond um, the shores of this country, but my roots lie in the Western Hemisphere, and all of that is due to the Transatlantic Slave trade. When this country came to be, they set up 13 colonies. They had some beef with the king over in England. Philadelphia was a really, really, really central political hotbed in the, intram- in the instrumentation of democracy as we know it in the United States. Boston being another hotbed, Williamsburg, Virginia being another hotbed, the Carolinas being another hotbed, Mason-Dixon line, all that good stuff. We live in a world today in which we now have 50 of these United States. All of these United States have their own constitution and there's another constitution that lies within the whole of the United States. In these United States and all throughout our country, we have different symbols, different people, offices, president, governor, mayor, police chief, police officer, alderman, councilman, you know, all of these titles throughout our society and the people who make rules and who make laws and who enforce laws. When we talk about the four police officers that were not thoroughly vetted in charge with their war crimes, because when these things are happening in the street, people, these are war crimes, you know, these uprisings that's happening every four or five years are a part of the same pulse. They're part of the same movement. They're part of the same struggle. They're part of the same battle. Now, we live in this world in which people are in these positions and that hold these titles are supposed to uphold the standards of what the country was supposedly founded upon. But those are all false pretences as well things about freedom and things about taxation without representation. And things about colonization, right? Nah, we was going to talk about some shit today, so we're going to talk about it, right? All of these things are symbols. I believe it was one of my heroes, Mumi Abu-Jamal, that said that in this society, there will be things that are titled with words in which it's meant to destabilize you mentally from thinking that, That's what's actually going on. So, again, on this thing about symbology and titles, he used the example of the Department of Justice, right? What we're seeing out in the streets today are the results of injustice. And in these United States, we have something called the Department of Justice, but what justice is actually being served. when we look at our police departments in this society and we see certain slogans on their crests and on their badges, we see words like honor. We see words like proud, right? We see words that kind of synonymize with being heroic or being noble. But what we've seen since the dawn of policing in this country, which were slave controls, what we've seen is nothing but war crimes. Nothing but war crimes. The transatlantic slave trade, as I mentioned earlier, was a war crime. And we're still seeing the results of that, right? So, when we're looking at the society we live in, we've got to ask ourselves, is it really honest? Is it really free? Because we're looking around and we're seeing a bunch of words, we're seeing a bunch of symbols, we're seeing a bunch of people. But, are they serving us or are they self-serving? Because at the end of the day with those four officers, all they had to do was be charged properly. And I'm an abolitionist, right? But I understand the world that I live in and I got folks in jail right now, right? But when we think about certain things and think about why certain people are there and why other people aren't, we really got to start looking at who's who in this society and what's really going on. So when we look at the, these police departments that say that they're honorable and that they're noble. If American police departments were so honorable and noble when a black person dies at their hands, wouldn't they be made an example out of? Mm, talk about it. Would they not be privileged to do that death duty? Mm. To move to that next county with that, with that new jacket or that new badge? Because I'm going to tell you something. When you kill a nigga in this country to these people that call themselves police, it's a badge of valor. It's an earning. It's a stripe. It's not nothing to punish them for. It's something that they should be complimented for by their contemporaries and by the people that they conspire with. So these titles about heroism and being proud and being heroes just like mumia said who's in jail right now at moynahoy prison in pennsylvania in the state that i'm in right now these words mean nothing it's all a farce it's all false pretenses to make the good old people of this country believe that the people that are in charge aren't criminals because it takes criminals to protect the ignorant. And if you're not ignorant, you won't allow a criminal at this level to manipulate you. And sometimes people on this end of where I'm from and where me and i are from, they become criminal to get even with that criminality that has been on their neck before they were even born right and we look at mm-hmm. certain things that took place on the continent to get people on to this land there was a lot going on on the continent <laughs> to get right. poorer africans on this land and what we're currently looking at is classism and fascism from mm-hmm. centuries ago on all continents which ultimately led To the situation we're in today. So I just want to start. My contributions from there. That the society that we have been living in. Has always had these evils. It was founded on evil. But it was told to you. That it was founded on freedom. And it was founded on principles. Jackson Riker. Hmm. You want to play kayfabe with this shit. And I seen that Facebook post too. And I ain't going to throw his government out there, but I just want to start my contribution from there today, if that makes
1: sense. Yeah. My gosh. Um, It's real easy, man. uh, For points to get lost in everything that's going on because people are just so angry right now. People are just so you know up and on. You know, people have been rioting I won't you know what? Fuck that. I'm not seeing riots. People have been protesting for at least about what, three, four days, correct?
2: Yeah. You
1: know it's about a week. About a week. I'll say mm-hmm. that. About a week. Yeah. Um it's easy for you know for things to get lost in the shuffle. You know, um because now this whole thing is gone from from protest to people looting and rioting and stuff. You know, uh listen You're not gonna hear me and Lorenzo say people shouldn't do that. Hmm. Not at all. We're not gonna hear it say that. Um. My only beef is when they harm other black businesses that don't deserve it, like I seen in Charleston. And some of that was goofy shit. Um, shout out to Britt Bratt and her Garlic Crab Truck and everything. Um, mm-hmm. destroyed. Uh, I got homeboys who was just ready for whenever the the shits was about to pop off, you know. Shout out to my man, Bezel, with garlic crabs to go. You know, if y'all don't mm. know, Charleston loves fucking seafood, and, and, yeah. niggas in, and niggas in Charleston love garlic crabs right now. It's It's, it's the thing. <laughs> you know, um... But, yeah, shout out to them, too. Especially Bezel, because I done seen my nigga Bezel go from, you know, come from New Jersey. Shout out to Jersey, you know. Jersey nigga run, you know, what do they say? Jersey, run <laughs> your niggas. <soon. laughs> right, yeah, no, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I done seen my man come from Jersey to Charleston and, like, done everything. Like I've seen his hustle as a rapper to the way he used to promote his stuff. I've seen him go from there. I've seen him go to like a club promoter. From a club promoter to him throwing his own house parties, like he was fucking kid and play house parties, um, like actual house parties, and making a lot of money from that.
3: Yeah.
1: Um. And then transitioning into what can I do now? Cause, you know, that hustle ain't working no more. Making garlic crabs and stuff out of his own home, mm-hmm. and selling it on the go.
3: Right. And
1: now, I think since October of last year, I want to, I want to say, he finally has his, his own restaurant. You know.
2: Yeah.
1: So shout out to my man Bezel. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you do stuff like that, when you you know you black other black owned businesses, man, like that's corny. Um, but other establishments that can get that money back, yeah, that's fair game. Um, I know people can be like, "Yo, oh, nah, just fucked up. The world is fucked up." Um. Mm -hmm. and plus I want y'all to see some of these pictures and some of these videos man I really want y'all to look at these you know it's not like we're bringing the bricks to these these protests talk about it visa strategically placed Um, and this is not to point fingers at all. I'm just saying, just sometimes you just gotta look and see what's going on. Um, we didn't come there with hammers and wearing boots, wearing all black, destroying auto zones. <laughs> you know, we're not giving each other money to destroy. You know, big businesses. We're not doing that. People are really angry. And sometimes... What does Gorilla Monsoon say? The... Mm. The the movable object meets the unstoppable force. Talk about it. And right now, what y'all seeing is with this racism, with this inequality, with this police brutality with all of this shit that y'all seeing as an immovable object, they are are meeting that force. An unstoppable force. And that spark was set off you know, I won't even say set off, but Gain some momentum. It's starting to speed up. You know how like when you pull the wrong wire uh-huh. in the movies in the bomb. <laughs> yeah. And man. the shit starts going faster. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That that Floyd video was the wire that you accidentally pulled out. And now that that thing's speeding, speeding up. Hey man. So Bob,
3: listen, man, you saying that makes so much sense. Because this is like a second wave. And when the first wave happened, we had a black man, right? Who, who was president. Right. Now, when on both ends, man, I really feel like on both ends, when we talk about fascists and when we talk about our people, I feel like for a long time in both of these sides, something has been building up, but for the same reason, but just different circumstances. Ever since... The 45th president was inaugurated in January of 2016. They have been dying to put guns on us and to further oppress us. And me personally, in January of 2016, I was in D.C. talking that shit with damn near thousands of other comrades from across this country. So that's what I'm saying, man. This this second wave has been an ex, it's been an expedited process. It's like okay, y'all still doing this shit, and y'all got this clown up here talking all this goofy shit that y'all yeah. just failed to impeach. Yeah, you know I mean, and people do this thing where it's like okay, if we would if, if Trump would have got impeached, then you got Pence. The pressure can get put on his nut ass too. This is a fight, man. This shit ain't never over. And I think us as Black people sometimes we get caught up in this idea of, like, shit plateauing one day. Like, okay, like, slavery is over. The crack epidemic is over. A black person was president. Yeah, it's still racist out here, but it's money to get. Yes, but for certain reasons. You know what I mean? But it seemed to be, like, this plateauing. Like, yeah, one day, like... You know what I mean? I know Kendrick said, we gonna be all right, but he wasn't talking about five years. There I
1: don't, was no, I don't, I don't there, think there was. was. No, there was no time plan. There was no time plan on that. It was no, Listen, uh... No, yeah. no 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 date on that when things were gonna be all right. He just things gonna be all right. But One you know day. what main right, but you know what mainstream messages
3: do to, to people. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this is what I'm saying. This is a continuous thing, as we said at the beginning. This doesn't this doesn't really plateau. So when that man became when he got in that office, it's been a lot. It's interesting. One of the cowards that was down in Fishtown, as some of y'all probably saw on, on Twitter you know, Fishtown is a majority white neighborhood, and even then, like, they were gentrifying the shit out of it years ago, right? These cowards are waiting until now to come out of their houses with bats, right? And, like, they're saying certain things. But one thing that was caught on video by one of these guys, he said, yeah, I've been waiting a long time to, uh, for a fight. I've just been you know what I mean? So, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, the, the, the person that's president has definitely like, you know, like, lit that fire under these white boys, man. And on this end, it's like, okay, we've been at the gun of America for years, for centuries. You know what I mean? Like, we actually have justifiable reason to want to kill something. So that's why I said earlier, you're justified in that. You know? Um, but these events that we're seeing, man, are really just because of this second wave that we're experiencing. Because we have a list of names from 2010. Even beyond then, right? I think about Sean Bell a lot. I think about all of these things a lot from when I was in high school. Yeah. When I wasn't this politicized. You know what I mean? I think about a lot of stuff. And so, even stuff that happened in this very city.
1: I mean, I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But, um, mm-hmm. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, uh, for mm-hmm. another example. And I'm talking to my wrestling fans again. Or Whatever. Y'all hear this every time, y'all hear this man's name every time he comes out, every time another man comes out. And it's so ironic that it's a white man that comes out. Y'all hear this man's name rung, shouted to the heavens every time. Nobody knows what it means. Nobody knows what he's saying. But you know, after you hear that, This man comes out and he lets y'all know his time is now. The man I'm talking about, the name I'm talking about, is Amadou Diallo. Now, like I said before, take y'all time and stop and think about what the fuck I'm telling y'all right now. Stop and think about it. Think about it. Play the theme in your head because everybody knows that fucking, everybody knows that theme. Everybody knows how it fucking goes. I want y'all to stop and think about it. Hear the hear the trumpets, hear the horns, mm. hear the buildup, mm. and then you hear a, like a fucking roll of the tongue and a battle cry. A little fame from MOP. Shout out Brownsville. Mm. You hear this this man, Little Fame, yell out, "I'm a do." Yeah. There ain't no producer tag. There ain't no shout-out. That is a battle cry.
3: Yeah. You
1: know, for Amadou Diallo. Yeah. Who was I want
3: brutally shout out, murdered. I want to shout-out Soundview, too, man. Thorough neighborhood. Sturdy neighborhood, Naj. I'm sorry. I just want to shout-out yeah. Soundview.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's, that's it. Go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. You know, that's what I'm saying. We've been giving y'all clues all this time of what's yeah. going on. mm Y'all just never like it. Even when I, I put that tweet out on Twitter the other day, and only two people retweeted it. hmm yeah. Y'all never y'all never stopped and thought about what that band was saying before John Cena started rapping. Y'all never thought about that? What is the y'all, y'all never thought about what he's saying? Y'all ain't, no. y'all don't y'all don't go on rap genius? Is easy. It's as easy as going to unlocking your phone, because everybody's got their phones locked. Going to whatever search browser you got. I have Google. So I could go, you could put in John Cena, Time is Now, lyrics, and it's the, literally the second thing that comes up. Oh, and what do you know? The genius explanation is the first thing you see. Oh, talking. Okay. And you see, you see right intro, the, the role of the tongue, as I said, the you see, I'm a dude. Oh, I'm a dude. What's that? Well, first off, know that the horns are sampled from Pete Schofield's of the, the nice delights the nice went out in Georgia. Yeah. Um, and also the Amadou Diallo sample from MOP's Ania. You know, but if y'all don't know who Amadou Diallo is and like I'm a, I'm going to give y'all a a brief a brief thing. And y'all can watch this. This is on um I forgot what this show is called on, on Netflix right now where they talk about stuff like this. Um, try, I think Trial by TV or something. Like, Trial by something. I'll let y'all know by the end of the show. But in 1999, a 23-year-old Guinean immigrant by the name of Armando Diallo was shot and killed in New York by four New York City police officers. Plainclothes officers, excuse me.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Um... One of them, Sean Carroll, would later claim to have mistaken him for a rape suspect from a year earlier. Now, I want four officers, right? Let's do some math. Four officers, correct? Yes. One immigrant. Right? Yeah the officers fired a combined total of 41 shots. 19 of which struck Diallo (sighs) in the Bronx. This happened in the Bronx. 41 shots, 19 of which struck Diallo. Verdict, all not guilty. The lawsuit was filed against the city for 61 million. They settled for three. So odds are they what? They probably got like one and some change back?
3: Yeah. Not too bad.
1: Maybe one after the uh the fee- after the lawyer fees and everything?
3: Yeah. Sounds about right. You
1: know, um, That's what I'm saying. I want y'all to stop and think about that. Four officers, one man, 41 shots, 19 that that hit his target. Now I want y'all to think about Mr. George Floyd. Face down on the cement. Who knows how hot that cement was? With a knee on his neck. For nine minutes. And if you look at several angles, like he's being knelt on like on his like like four people on him. From other angles. Like other officers was on him. This makes no sense, man. All we wanna do is be black. All we want to do is just live, man. This shit has gone on for too long. And, you know, we got, We could talk about, you know, oh, this person's not saying this and this person's not saying that. What I've learned for the past couple of days with everybody trying to figure out, well, who's not saying nothing, who is saying something, is that anybody who says something isn't to be trusted and anybody who doesn't say anything is who we thought they were. Yeah, Absolutely. Because for Liv Morgan posted, and keep in mind, this Liv Morgan was the first person to say Black Lives Matters on Twitter and to donate. Right. I think she donated like
3: $1,000. Yeah.
1: Um, To the Minnesota uh, Freedom Fund.
3: Yeah. She, she matched Kalani.
1: Yes, she matched Kalani. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was major. Um... For every every, that is a post that you saw from Stephanie McMahon today where they use a Martin Luther King quote. And hold on. And you know what? And that brings me to my next point. White people. For a person that peacefully protested and that y'all like to bring up who peacefully protested and did this and did that and was so, you know, used his words and everything, which y'all killed. At the Lorraine Hotel. Didn't even get to c 40. Y'all killed him. Y'all also said the shit that he did wasn't, you know, his peaceful sit-ins and preachings and walks and stuff. That wasn't acceptable either. Since we all quote Martin Luther King and talk about what he would and wouldn't do, I want to share a quote with y'all. Uh, first, I must confess that over the last few years that I've been gravely disappointed with the white moderate, I' have almost reached the regrettable conclusion that Negro's great stumbling block, excuse me, great stumbling block in the stride toward freedom is not the White Citizens Council or the Ku Klux Klaner, but the white moderate who is more devoted to order than to justice, who prefers a negative peace, which is the absence of tension to a negative peace which is the presence of justice who constantly says, I agree with you and the goal you seek, but I can't agree with your methods on direct action, who who paternalistically feels that he can set the timetable for another man's freedom, who lives by the myth of time and who constantly advises the Negro to wait until a more convenient season. So basically, you know, that whole, you know, through all that literacy and all that, you know, beautiful worded paragraph, he's basically saying that any white person who says, "Like, yo, man, I see where you're coming from, and you got a right to be angry, but this ain't the way," or "You don't do it like this," any, any white person who says that, it is the great will be black people's greatest stumbling block. A lot of that shit sounds familiar, right? That y'all hear from people, right? Y'all hear that shit a lot. Y'all read that shit a lot on your timelines. I see that shit a lot on your on your news feeds on on uh fucking on Facebook. You see it on the news. You see it, you see it out in the streets. You may people even may talk about on the bus or at work or whatever or in passing. You might hear it, but you hit like this shit don't sound familiar to y'all? This like am I like like am am I crazy out here? Hmm. Like once again, stop and listen to what the fuck I am telling y'all, man. I'm gonna break this down. I'm gonna say this one more time. The Negro's great stumbling block in the stride towards freedom is not the white citizens, is not the white citizens' counselor, or the Ku Klux Klaner, but the white moderate who was more devoted to order than to justice, who prefer, who prefers a negative peace which is the absence of tension to a positive piece, which is that presence of justice who constantly says, I agree with you with the goal you seek, but can't agree with your methods of direct action. How many times have we seen this on timeline Mm -hmm. in our comments? Everybody want to use the MLK verse, but they don't. Nobody wants to use the right words. It's like what um, with the great with the great Paul Mooney said on the Chappelle show. Yeah. Everybody want to be a nigga till it's time to be a nigga.
2: Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. White people have stolen everything from us. And I don't even want to itemize the list right now cuz the list goes on too fucking long, but y'all know that y'all know what the fuck we talking about. Y'all take cornrows and make it box braids on vogue. It's high fashion and vogue. Hmm. Y'all took We talked about this the other day. Little Richie who passed. The real inventor of rock and roll. But y'all gave that to Elvis and as a you know somebody who follows lorenzo s- would say elvis never did nothing for me yeah we talk about chuck d from public enemy who white people love by the way all right <laughs> and y'all saw it and y'all saw what you know what the white people did did to public enemy <laughs> They put public enemy in a rap super group with Rage Against the Machine and Cypress Hill and put Flavor Flav on fucking VH1 on the for real life and gave him a dating show. Listen, I'm just man, I'm just I'm just shooting free throws right now, bro. All like true. this is like this All like this true. ain't like, you know. All like, come on, fam. half of people's guitar playing style is from Jimmy Eric Clapton everybody loves Eric Clapton idolized Jimmy right. who I actually thought was better than him <laughs> even though Jimmy loves Eric Clapton and Bob Dylan yeah and i always know that because of the uh the tv movie of hendrix or whatever and i always remember <laughs> this one of my favorite quotes from Vivica A. Fox.
2: <laughs> Who the fuck
1: is Bob Dylan? <laughs> uh, sure. This is what he was trying to explain to his black girlfriend at the time that he needed to go to England, right? And because I turn playing from I turning them wasn't gonna do it, but that's another story. Um, listen, man. Y'all go out there and tan to look like us. Like, it... You know, man, like I said, man, it's too much to itemize. But, um... Don't try to use Martin Luther King on us. Like, we don't know who the fuck the man was. (laughs) Come on, man. Talk about it. Like, don't do that, you know. And don't fucking, you know. Um, always miss, always miss places where I always feel like I'm, I can't find it when I need it. But um, but don't patronize me by making uh covers magazine covers with cap on talking about should we have listened Don't patronize me and say no shit like that Right Or patronize me and say say that cap did a lot did a lot for our nation Pete Carroll who had a meeting with with cap but didn't sign him Listen man And this is where we get to our second thing about privilege. Y'all get to pick and choose on what side y'all want to fucking be on. Y'all get to pick and choose. For us, we don't get to pick and choose. There is no this side or that side. You know, it is... You with it or you not. Exactly. You know, we don't got a side, we don't got another side to go to if we abandon one. Yeah. You know, even though we like to think, they like to think that they do have one. What's going on, Candace Owens, and whatever, whatever, whatever that other dude name is, I don't even care about. There's three of y'all, but y'all are fucking crazy. <laughs> And what's up, Kanye? And I love Kanye. You know what? But my thing is this, man. Like, listen, there's you. The privilege that y'all have to pick and choose your battles is such a great one. You know, I had a a, a person. Well, I used to, they tell me once that um, we were talking about this and everything, and she said, so you want me to stand up and speak out for you, but I can't have an opinion on how you protest? No, the fuck you can't. No, you fucking can't. I'm trying think of it like this. I'm telling you like, yo, I'm about to cook dinner. I need you to tell the people that I'm about that I'm cooking dinner. Go out and tell the homies I'm cooking, all right? But you, you wanna tell people that but you 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 wanna tell me how to cook cook the dinner. You can't tell me how to cook the dinner when I'm telling you to tell people that I'm cooking dinner. Let me cook dinner. You tell everybody that I'm cooking and I And it'll be done when it's ready. But don't you can't come in the kitchen and tell me how to cook. You know what? I wouldn't I wouldn't season it that way. You know, that's a little too much. No. Fuck you. And fuck what you're saying. What have y'all ever protested against that was a substance? Boston Tea Party. Or a couple weeks ago that y'all was fighting to go get a fucking haircut or go to Starbucks. The fuck is that about? Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, that was led to a lot more, you know, that was way more peaceful. (laughs) There are pictures of white people literally screaming in in the police's face. And the police not doing anything. Walking up to them with guns. Armed. Imagine if myself and Lorenzo did some shit like that.
0: Hmm.
1: Y'all would see us on Shade Room as two niggas who died. I don't even think we make CNN. We make Shade Room. I don't even think we make Shade Room. We might get a shot. We might get a Sean Ross Sapp post, though. Probably <laughs> can get that at the very least. At the very mm-hmm. least, we, mm-hmm. we might get a we might get a Sean we we might get a post if we if, you know we went up there with with guns. Simply because he follows us. That's probably <laughs> why. Well, we get that. But then, y'all have to pay for it on Fightful. Right. Mm-hmm. You have to read like the full story about it on Fightful on Patreon. Yeah. That's not a cheap plug, though. We're just letting y'all know that's the fuck would happen. <laughs> Sheesh! It's a layup line today. It's just it's a <laughs> fucking layup line today
3: on the left side.
1: <laughs> Ginobili, Ginobili hand.
3: You know what I mean that
1: left hand, right. Um, <laughs> Euro stepping all the way through. Um, listen, sure. man. Um. Celebrities really don't care, man. They, they, you see it. They like, they even like, kind of, like, kind of barking back about it. We've seen this shit with Zelina. You know, we've seen this shit, this, the this shit with uh, that's going on right now with uh, I've seen Ari, and I love Ari. She's so damn toxic, but so damn fine. You know, say stuff about it. JT from City Girls say stuff about it. Mm-hmm. You know. Now I got a problem because like I can't have the namesake, my namesake JT, you know, talk about, you know, acting coonish when young Miami is not saying anything. Yeah. If y'all don't there's it's an inside joke to the whole JT. <laughs>
0: <what
1: I'm> <laughs> <laughs> <Hell> <laughs> y- y'all, y'all don't understand that. But um Yo man, they we gotta stop thinking that celebr I've, I'm, I'm paraphrasing a tweet that I saw this morning, but we got to stop caring about what, or thinking that celebrities, you know, see us just because we spend money, or care about what we care about because they're, because we're their fans or whatever, right? Um. I think life would be easier, man. Um, It's just... I'm sorry. Here's a tweet. I'm going to be real with y'all because I was paraphrasing, but this is what I really said. Uh stop pretending you know what these athletes or celebrities are about based on a simple social media post. You're setting yourself up for disappointment. And shout out to my man South Breeze um from the Committee Pod. He said that um He said that the other day. Um and now even with this whole black lives matter you see people with this whole white lives matter white out Wednesdays. Oh my thing is this: um, it'll be nice to see, you know, it's nice to see our favorites post and give us some solid and, you know show some solidarity with us because we want them to care. But let me ask you, Lorenzo: what is sure. one, what is one celebrity who you would love to see show solidarity with you and let you, you know, with, with and that would show you that through a tweet or a post on Instagram or whatever? What what one athlete or celebrity for you?
3: Does 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 race matter? No. I would like to I would like to see a lot of people speak out and speak up, but for the sake of what we do and for the sake of everything that we were saying on today's podcast, I have not seen too much from the gentleman. Um, I, I've been really busy, and I don't know. I just haven't heard any coverage of what was said or what was posted to Instagram or whatever. But if, if I, you know what I mean, if it has something been said, let me know. But if it's, if it's been something a little bit more than a vague sentence or two that kind of sounds like a poem, please let me know. But a person I would love to see speak out, and we, we know we kind of touched on Dwayne, a person that I would love to see to speak out more given for what we're doing is 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 John Cena. And that's just one person based on what I think that can do and based on everything that we've talked about. Right? Hustle, respect, loyalty, all of these things, throwback jerseys throughout the years. your gimmick, you know what I mean? Like, you know, every pretty much a lot of black boys in this country like loved you way more than they ever loved the because they felt like Cena represented <laughs> them in some type of way, um, and then I know it was a lot of said, a lot of things said and a lot of kudos given, right, uh, to the you know uh, post on uh, the GoFundMe, right, that said uh, CTC, um, and things like that. You know, I just wish that that particular uh, individual was a lot more direct and a lot less vague. Um, about what's currently taking place. Because, um, again, we going by titles and all these things I said earlier, right? You know, just all of the things that, you know, the type of stuff that Cena was on. Like, Cena, one part of his gimmick at one point in time, you know, was something called the Chain Gang. You know what I mean? Like, and I had a Chain Gang piece. Like, I had a couple. You know what I mean? You know, the fake the fake spinner joints. You know what I mean? And uh, those are all black America that's the thing we have pop culture but then we have like black pop culture too because we, yeah. we are a huge part of this country we're like as far as like how as far as what culture does for people
2: mm-hmm.
3: you know we we we, we talked about certain things about Cena I think regarding his Wrestlemania performance this past spring and everything that was in that and things about gimmicks and what saved people's careers and things like that and you know I would just like to see that individual say and do a lot more because I would believe that everything that that individual has done in their career would be to have kind of like your own platform. And he does. But at the same time, you know, the movie thing is kind of just starting. And so I see why things aren't being said if they aren't right. But that is someone given um, today's podcast and today's conversation. um, That's how I'm feeling at this moment. I would like him to say
1: something. Um, I'm glad you said John Cena because John Cena, he said in his uh, that a uh, ruthless aggression uh, documentary or episode on him. Black culture saved John Cena. Black culture, hip hop culture saved John Cena's career. There we have it. If he never heard uh, Rikishi and Raven Stereo freestyling and him trying to get in or whatever. And then people talking to, uh, that's how it went. That's how it went. No, it? that's facts, bro. I I'm just, the,
3: the story is just funny. And I'm thinking about the, I'm just thinking about. I always you know,
1: think about, I always think about the, the shot of like just picturing Rikishi and Rey Mysterio in the back or like in the, in the locker room trying to freestyle. Like who's beat, like who's doing, the, who's beatboxing? Who's, or who is somebody like bamming on, on the, on the table? Like, is somebody doing the, the, the grinding beat on the, one of the lockers? <laughs> Who's doing that? I've always thought about that. And also, who would win freestyling out of Rey Mysterio and Rikishi? And I, oddly enough, have Rey Mysterio winning. Oh, I feel wow. like Ray Mysterio might have bars. Bro,
3: this is the, yo, this is the greatest. I, yeah, I'm I know just, we say. I'm... This is real rap, though. Yeah, this, is, this is,
2: yeah. Yeah, these, you these, know,
3: are, these are the important questions.
2: It is. Uh,
1: who it, who yeah. would watch you in a battle? Rikishi or Rey Mysterio? Y'all stop and think about that for a second. But yeah, if it wasn't for that chance encounter, word mm-hmm. wouldn't have got back to Stephanie. Stephanie wouldn't have been on some dance monkey dance type shit with John and made him freestyle for her. Um, Vince wouldn't have found out. and They wouldn't have tried to do this Vanilla Ice character or whatever on that Halloween episode. So many things in place. Yeah. Who would John Cena be without Mitchell and Ness?
3: Bro, can I tell a story? Go ahead. I met John Cena as a kid at Mitchell and Ness. This was before a Smackdown, I believe, and like 05, 06. Had to be, I think it was 06 that year. And I mean, he used to visit often. He would all, you know, but one one day he had a meet and greet and that's when I actually met him. And the amount of black people that were there, not the amount of people that were there, but you know, the the, the line went from, because Mitchell and Us is on 12th Street. The line went from, down 12th Street to around the corner, it hit market all the way down to about, like, 15th in market. Majority mm. black people. Majority. Right. And mind you, everybody didn't have tickets to SmackDown. So, you know I mean? They, they, they just wanted to get they a piece. They just
1: want to see Cena. They just wanted to see Cena.
3: They just wanted to get a piece.
1: Wow. You know I
3: mean? Wow. Or uh, 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 the doctor. Or uh, the doc.
1: The You know, what I, mean?
3: They, just, you know what I mean? They just wanted to get a piece, man. He was he was huge. He was a big deal in the East Coast. He was a big deal over here, man. Everywhere. Yeah. But like
1: he was supposed him, to man. be a par- he was supposed to be a parody, but he ended up being something else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, without that, without the throwbacks, you know, you know, without rap music, without black culture. Who, who would John Cena be, man? John Cena would still be the prototype. He probably would have got after his his uh, ruthless aggression slap or whatever. He probably would have got relegated right back down to OVW, and we probably would have never heard from him again. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Yeah. Man. Um. Uh. Um, somebody who I would who I wanted to hear from and I I found a post from The Rock or whatever, but it was basically him talking about uh, how he was stunned and how it's an ongoing disease and how... Then he goes through, he had uh, cops in his family who were good men. And that's when I kind of stopped caring. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I just, and I don't want people to think like I I hate The Rock because I don't hate The Rock. Um, I just feel like uh, The Rock is very on brand. And The Rock is, he's with us when when it's convenient. That's just how I feel about it. You know, I'll tell you all day that Kofi is my first black champion. The Rock isn't. Because he's racially you know I'm sorry but unless he had to tell you unless he told you you know that Rocky will you know Rocky Johnson Rocky soul man Johnson rest in heaven rest in power was his father basically the rock is Rashida Jones he's He's basically Rashida Jones. I mean, because people still can't understand that Rashida Jones is black. I, I saw a tweet the other day. I still can't accept the fact that Rashida Jones is black. Her name's Rashida. And the girl said to me, well, anybody can be named Rashida. Ooh. Who? Who is going to name their daughter? Who else, Who other is... Hey, whoever, listen. I've seen a white Dante... I've seen a white Darius. Um, what's another black name on a black person that I've seen? I've seen a white Keisha. <laughs> have you? I have seen a white Keisha and Got- dated one.
3: Gotcha. Okay. Oh well, um, yeah, you came across that for yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they're out there. I just ain't meeting them
1: yet. Yeah, white Keishas are out there. there. White Got Keishas you. are out there. Um. What other name have I seen? But yeah, but I've never seen a white Rashida. Never. (laughs) White Dante, white Darius, white Keisha. Mm -hmm. It's another name It's killing me. It's killing me. I know I've seen one. It's another name out there. I'm going to find you. But anyway... Yeah, bro. I'm just saying. Uh, I I really wanted to see The Rock, man. I'm sorry. I really wanted to see The Rock say something, rather than these these posts. And he wrote, "I can't breathe" on a card. Like, man. Like, and that's why. Like, I was so happy to see Simone, his daughter, say so much because we didn't hear from him. Um, we heard from Roman. Hell, we even heard from the Usos. Mm. Even though people got mad because Jimmy said nigga. But Jimmy can say nigga. <laughs> who uh, who else acts like a nigga other than Jimmy? Jimmy and Jay. Hey, man. Where they from? The, ni- the, ni- the niggas wear, uh I think they like from Georgia or Florida or something like yeah, that.
3: It's, it's about your upbringing sometimes, man.
1: Like, the niggas wear fa- fashion over men to the ring every... every like, <laughs> to, to, to the ring. The niggas shop at Rue 21.
3: <laughs> Bro, listen, I'm cooling on him. Man. I ain't got no issue with that. You know?
1: Yeah. and you, Also, you go up to Jimmy Uso and say that he can't say nigga. And he'll probably look at you and say, nigga, wait. What? <laughs>
3: He will definitely say that And probably slap the shit out you
1: Cause Jimmy looks like I'll just slap the shit out I'll just slap the shit out you for no reason type shit Like If he got mad at them For trying to put Naomi with Xavier Woods If he was mad because she was Dancing around Xavier Woods Imagine him Imagine somebody saying he can't say the word nigga. Who's, who's gonna tell him? Who's gonna tell him he can't say nigga? I just want to know. Nobody got no hands up. I'm just, I just want to know. I just want to address the choir right quick, the congregation, because I definitely ain't telling Jimmy he can't say nigga, exactly. or Jay, because Jay looked like he went the to shits too. Listen, man, Jimmy got tased by the police yeah, <laughs> and was still fighting. <laughs> One one. Yo, I, don't want no I don't want no smoke. I don't want no. Wasn't shirt off? Wasn't his shirt off? What, it, his shirt off like that. Yeah. Yo, really? I don't want no smoke with Jimmy Uso, and that's not a joke because, like, that was a scary moment too because Jimmy Uso could have died that night. Yeah, real rat. Like on some real shit. Like he could have died that night, Let's but shoot. they try to make it seem like he was a drunk. They always make it seem like he gets drunk. But my only narrative about that about the Usos is that every time they get locked up, they get a new contract. It's
3: like it's like it's like
1: cred. It's like street cred or something. Like yeah. because they was sure enough going through contract negotiations when that thing happened. And next thing you know, Jimmy and Jay have for four more years.
3: They just be getting theirs, bro. They be getting theirs. Yeah, you know I mean, like they—they they just not taking no shit, bro. Yeah,
1: this—this this is not saying that the Usos don't deserve to get paid because if anybody deserves to get paid, it's the Usos. All day, yeah. You know, I always say the Usos put putting paint on their face and saying "Uso crazy" was the equivalent of putting polka dots on Dusty. Mm. Making them do that—that that dance and everything. Doing the whole call and response when I say, ooh, y'all say, no, don't don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> but I always thought that was on some like dance nigga dance type shit.
3: Yeah.
1: Um Yeah, I wanted to see The Rock say something. But the the people who I have seen speak, uh the Batista have been talking heavy, talking super heavy and I love it. Kevin Nash has been talking super heavy and I fucks with it. I mean, what more can you say to a seven-foot man who wore used to wear fubu every Monday night on TNT? Yeah. And who probably only wore fubu because that was the only clothes that could fit him. <laughs> <laughs> if we being real. Oh if, we, if we being real. Let's go, Nash. If we being real. <laughs> seven-foot Kevin Nash? Bruh. In the TNT days. They got him. Yo. He had to get down. Say y'all didn't think that man was swaggy with the black and red FUBU jersey on, bro. You know what time it is, man. Say my man wasn't swaggy. I fucks with Kevin Dash. Kevin Dash, how Kevin fucks with you, man? Bro.
2: Bro.
1: Yeah, you had a you you yeah, your your championship run wasn't shit on both on both networks. But I fuck with you though. I fuck with Kevin Nash though. And it's a shame because I wanted his championship reign to be so much better than it was. Yeah. It's a whack. It was a whack ass championship reign. But I still fuck with you though, Kevin Nash. Um, man of the people, and you know, and FUBU's number one white, you know, sponsor. You know. Yeah. Uh. Who else has been speaking out? Heavy, uh, Love Morgan, the four that we have mentioned before. Uh, you know, yeah. That's pretty much uh, all. I, me and him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who else? Even X-Pop, who had the black face on. You know. Back in the day, because y'all know the E don't give a damn about black folk. Um, yeah, and um, it's a plenty of others, man, that we're probably forgetting, but like those just the you know, the the constant ones that we see. Um, as far as anybody, any other celebrities, man, like, listen, we like the tweet said, we can't think that they give a damn about us or think that we know them because we don't. We don't. So we shouldn't expect anything from them. Damn we man. shouldn't. Um, and we all got swept up in it. We all got caught up in it because I was like, well, damn, they ain't saying nothing. I wanted to Jax Jackson say something. Nia Jackson say shit. That shit like that whole thing was going on during her birthday. She was like, "Fuck that! I got a championship match coming. Fuck y'all niggas." Right. You know that she gonna lose. Yeah, that she's gonna lose because nobody wants to see Nia Jackson against Shayna Baszler. Right. Everybody wants to see Shayna against Oscar though. Mm. But I wanna see that outside. I wanna see that with a crowd. I don't wanna see that with yeah. I, don't, I don't want no uh no nah, smack yeah. I don't want no smack small room battle match on that one. No, I want I want to experience that with the people. Um fuck, they said we wasn't gonna talk about storyline, man. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um <laughs> uh let's talk about the third thing. Cause I think we got this first two down let's talk about uh, performative unity. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not as, I'm eloquent when I'm writing or if I'm, you know, introducing one of our guests, but um, I think that Lorenzo would be much better suited explaining to y'all what performative unity is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can you break it down for us, brother?
3: Absolutely. So, you know, starting from where we were starting from earlier with false pretenses and um, all of that stuff, right? Performative unity is a neoliberal tactic um, that is often used by uh, college educated uh, young whites or heads of companies or boards of companies that are filled with majority white uh male or female but mostly transubstantiated whites middle class to like upper class because of you know of them being on the board and being or becoming a head of a company um like someone like vince mcmahon um but but that you know that's an example um but yeah um usually by this is usually perpetuated by these groups of people also white people that are currently in college who sit with you in your economics courses or what have you even some of your history courses um performative unity is often seen or it, it looks several different ways right so it could look a certain type of way on social media um and certain things can be like you know ill translated or misunderstood or without context but a lot of times these things happen in person right you know, performative unity is sometimes taking place at our protests.
1: Um, Hold on. Hold on, brother. I just got some breaking news. OK. Um, from CNN. All four officers at George Floyd killing will now face charges. Um, really that's yeah. the, and uh, Derek Chavon's charge has now been upgraded from third degree to second degree. Um. Also, they're saying the NBA is back, so take that what you will. Also, yo, shout out to fucking John Boyega. That's my god, man. Dang, yeah, that dude. is not performative unity. That ain't. Big that ain't guy. performing. Big up Peckham. Like my, like my nigga said, like yo, I might lose, I might lose my Star Wars money, but fuck all that. Right. You know. I want
3: to say something, bro. Yeah, my people said that John Boyega because like he's like a like a new guy that like that acts and he's a black guy. And he was in Star Wars that he would have been like some type of like I don't know like one of these neoliberal black people. Let I me, mean, yo, John Boyega is from a very serious place in London. London is from crazy. Peckham,
1: South well, London, right? When you,
3: absolutely. When you hit them back blocks and when you, it's not.
1: Shout out Crystal Palace too.
3: You know what I mean? Absolutely. We could do that. Absolutely. Fuck with Crystal Palace. You know what I mean? But he's not one of them, man. Like, he's not, he's not one of those very, very, very sturdy neighborhood, Very sturdy place where that man come from. So don't do that to him, America. Don't do that. Because y'all don't know about nothing about that. Y'all here. You know what I mean? Y'all cushy. Like, yes. But absolutely. Shout out to John Boyega, man. He, know, he knows what's going
1: on. Yeah. Shout out to John Boyega. Um I know we were talking about performative unity, but like we were talking about like slavery. Yeah. One one of the things that I forgot about was um, you know, we could talk about Sonny and her calling us the N word yesterday on Twitter. We can talk about that. We can talk about Candace Michelle saying that, you know, black people need to let it go about slavery. And Shelton Benjamin, who's black, and also who I found out was fucking Guyanese, which is fucking like very disturbing, not disturbing, but just very, it makes me sad. Um, to say that the protesters or people who riot aren't much, aren't, are pretty much the same as the people who killed George Floyd. Hmm. Um, we can talk about Trina today, who was pretty much showing her ass on Twitter. And on radio. Yep. You know, it's, it's, I mean, Ricochet, who, uh, like, listen, man, I can say so much about Ricochet. Like, y'all know Ricochet got a type. So, yeah. And and y'all know that the girl he used to date, Call you, you know, she throws that N word around like Drew Brees playing the Bills or something. What's a bad, what's a bad defensive team? The Bengals. Yeah, something like that. But, um, yeah, like, especially people like Trina, who's like, who's pretty much had her career from a community like you know, like ours, you know, who's pretty much just like got, you know, who's been on the chitlin circuit, never really been national, national. But, you know, but it's kind of been like somebody who we've always appreciated in black culture. You know, I think Rolling Stone had her in 2012 as um the twenty seventh woman, you know, who changed hip hop. Uh I think uh what was it? Pullover is number 31 on the top 50 songs by a woman. That was just some research I did today. So it's it's real like to see her call black people animals and stuff like that is really disconcerting. It's it's really it's troubling, man. It's troubling. Um, Did you see any Say that again, bro?
3: What? Wow. Say that one more time. I'm sorry. Mm. Not say say what you said one more time. The question.
1: No, I was saying that. Um, did you like? What did you think about that whole thing with Trina? You know, oh,
0: what I'm saying what yeah. you
1: said, or even, oh, yeah, yeah, like, sure. the other the other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
3: it's, it's it's all part of one voice. So again, we all have people who transubstantiate in life. So I know a couple episodes ago, and like. Here, people might have heard me say the word transubstantiate. Um, and I want to remind the people that that means to be able to uh, ascend to another class uh, based on um, some talent that you may have or, you know, <clears throat> exploiting people or getting rich or whatever the case is. But the people like Trina, so like it's like Trina, T.I., Killer Mike, Shekinah from, you know, that little circle down there, um... We have a lot of black people in the black community that have transubstantiated because of the music industry. Um, and a lot of times they have extended people who are also in these circles that have businesses and things of that nature who might not be famous. Um, but they, you know, they also transubstantiate too. Um, one thing about black people who transubstantiate is sometimes they start to believe and adhere to the uh, platitudes of uh, capitalism. You know, basically thinking that like property and money and possessions are more important than black people, or more, or you know, basically just people just property over people platitudes. Um, and so when we look at that, and and I mean, listen, it's very easy, and this is gonna be some real ass shit. <clears throat> it's very easy. It's very easy to manipulate a black person that has been transubstantiated. It's very easy to manipulate them into these capitalist ways of thinking because we once were property yeah i mean and so when you now are you know five-fifths of a person i guess you now have the opportunity to have a proximity to money and whiteness and you know a better class than what you came from if you display certain talents and did certain things in certain industries you have that opportunity and so then once you have that in order to protect it you you know, you kind of double down in that mentality as well, even when it's a fucking insurrection going on outside um, and your people are dying. Right. Women that look like trainer are dying. Little girls that, you know, what I mean, have been killed in their homes. So it's all part of the same thing. But some but these people that have very capitalistic mindsets often separate these things and think that, like, you know, because a friend's business was like ran through. That this now is the more important issue than like thousands of black people dying on this land since we washed up to it. Because, again, as we said minutes ago, a lot of black people think sometimes that this shit is supposed to plateau. So transubstantiated black people often have these mindsets. You know what I mean? Like after things get well, I guess, in their life and they get their money, I'm going to just sit here and relax and just worry about me and mine. And that's cool. But it's like at the end of the day, like it ain't, it's just like Vince Staples said, like no matter how rich you is, like you you can still get that rope.
1: Yeah, even in the band, you still a nigga in a coop. You know what I mean? So it's like, <clears throat> I think that what if some of these stars who we expect or who we want to say something who are black,
3: and, I'm sorry, or yes. someone,
1: they're so afraid of losing it.
3: Yeah, because my thing is this, and I'm going to pick up just like what you just said, Up, you know, that, that last line you just said. Now, I would respect that individual way more because he just was interviewed by GQ. I would respect Kanye way more if he was being vocal now. I really wish he was standing behind his president in this fascist regime. I need him to do that. I can't respect Kanye as... I don't even know what, the, but it's like all that rah-rah shit he was talking when he was at the White House and shit, all of that shit was like photo ops for his wave, for that time, for like albums you about to put out and fucking fake-ass gospel music that you're about to make. That's what all of that was. But now was the time to really stand with your fascist president and you just said that GQ was going to vote for him. Pop that shit on Twitter like how you was popping it months ago. I would, re- I would respect it more because you're saying true to your politics. But at the end of the day, like all of that shit is performative too. Kanye just he just he he he's he just a confused individual.
0: You know what I
3: mean? Like and again, that 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 transubstantiation part, man, like we got fucking fashion designers, you know what I mean, and and I don't think he's transubstantiated that much, because I think his people was uppity as fuck when they got to Chicago. Um but again, it's like we got fucking fashion designers donating $50. You know what I mean? And i bought some of these products. We got these niggas donating $50. But a lot of people say, well, you know, you don't know what they did offline. It ain't about that. You're a public figure. Everybody want these public-ass lives, but when there's really time to stand on some shit in the public, they want to be silent. I don't fuck okay. with that. I don't fuck with that at all. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, back to the performative thing, It was it was certain critiques out there about, like, putting pressure on people to say something like we shouldn't put. And I'm sure those things have changed. like, day in and day out. Like, we seeing more pressure being applied from that other side. It's like, why shouldn't people be saying shit? We should be forcing people to say shit. These people with these public-ass lives that want these public-ass lives, that want people who go to work every week that's poor as shit to basically make them rich. Why Um, shouldn't they the fuck say nothing? um, That's that's idiotic. You want a public life, you got to stand on some shit in public,
1: period. You know, like they said about, you know, you were talking about Virgil, you know, but Molly Jones has said something that really like kind of struck a chord with me. He was like we talk about Virgil like we used to talk about Virgil. Mm -hmm. You know, so basically what he's trying to say is like yo, we talk about Virgil like we talk about like we actually really talk about him. We don't. Unless it was like some shoes that come out or whatever. He donated $50. $50 can't even get you a pair of socks on Virgil's off-white website.
3: Bro, I've tried to have a virtual conversation a lot of times with niggas. I've tried to have several conversations with niggas. I, I mean, sidebar, we just saw that 20 black men beat a trans girl. I've been trying to get niggas off of this shit for a minute. Off of this homophobic shit, off of this transphobic shit, because it's not the fuck cool. But niggas don't be wanting to have a conversation until it's too late, Naj. And I'm tired of it, man.
1: Listen, man. And it's like, all right, I
3: still support all the homies. He's Nigerian, he's from Chicago. I'm going to you, but I, I've tried to bring this shit up because I see the optics. You see who his family is, you see the politics. But niggas want to ignore shit. But my bad, go ahead.
2: No, I'm just
1: piggybacking off of what you said about the trans. Yeah. About, you know, listen, man. I know y'all don't like to hear it. I don't I don't, you know, listen man. Trans people are real and they should be protected. Expect Especially black trans people. All trans people, but especially black trans people. Listen, we can go all the way down to, um, and I don't want to say this right, I may not be saying this right, is it Martha or Marsha um, in New York? Um, that everybody talks about, uh, that was killed that one day.
3: Talking um, about the the movie, yeah, the life, of, the, the the death
1: and life of Marsha P. Johnson, absolutely. Yes, I, yeah. I just wanted, I just wanted to get that correct. Mm-hmm. Um, we go all the way down there for that, you know. And we there's been plenty of trans, you know, activists in Hollywood right now. Um, got Angelica Ross, you got India Davis, who was in Queen of Slim with, uh, mm-hmm. with a with what you call it with um, Baki Woodbine them. Yeah, you know, who's also opposed. Yeah, yeah. You know, people in the um, there's people in the what you call it um, in the ballroom, in the ballroom world. You know, you know, doing their thing, Dancers, You know, um, Tati, uh, you, so many people, man. Like listen These people are real You know um, And we have to start accepting them too Because it's not right It's not fair You know We can't say Black Lives Matter And take them out You know um, It just so happens That it's Pride Week right now man, And um, You know I think a lot because, you know, I have family members who are in that community and I just want them to be protected and I want them to be safe. Um, yeah. We can't We can't keep going like this, man. We can't pick and choose who life means more. You know, um I know people may listen to this or may listen to that what we say, and they're like, "Well, what about the what?" You know, listen. People have broke down this whole "all lives matter, white lives matter" thing, you know, all the way down. We're gonna use, we're gonna use the uh, the version that a lot of a lot of white people like to use. Stay in the neighborhood and see a house on fire. And you're like, "Wow, that house is on fire." We gotta go uh, put this out. When a person's like, "But I have a house. Does my house matter?" Well, your house is not on fire. So, what basically what we're saying is that you know, in this particular house, you know, that's bur- burning. Black lives matter. You know, yes, that matters, and also the other black lives, trans, gay, lesbian. Why, queer, whatever, what have you, their houses matter too, because they're black as well. Um, we have to start doing better, man, and it starts with us as black men. You know, I see, I see a lot of posts that say that we need to treat our black women better, and we do.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, we do. <clears throat> I'll never, I'll never not deny that. You know, um, our queens have have stood behind us and had our backs for so many years, Mm -hmm. and has given us the battery in our back. Who have sheltered us and provided for us, and you know, fed us, cooked, clean, etc. You know, um, we have to start treating them better. We just, if we're gonna save Black lives, we're gonna, you know, make Black lives matter. Let's make everything Black. Matter across the board, you know. You feel me? Yeah, absolutely. Um, about this whole, you know, you know, like we were talking about with the celebrities, man. Like, listen, man, there's only been a few that's real, and sometimes you d- you don't know if it's real or not, man. Like, listen, they got with Shamik Moore, man. Shaolin Fantastic. He plays Rayquan on the Wu-Tang show. And he said
2: that
0: right.
1: Rosa Parks could have caught a bus. Not a bus, but could have got a taxi if she wanted to. I like that. That cop sound ass aesthetic to what the fuck I'm talking about. Right. Um, Yeah. And also, like, that just shows where Lorenzo's at. It's like it, it just shows y'all like how real it is over there right now, yeah. You know? I just yeah. came from Atlanta. Well, I'm I'm in Atlanta right now. And listen, where we had those two kids from Spelman and from Morehouse pulled out of that car by those six police officers and tased and and six, I'll say five black, one white officer. Hello. We need more Black Cops Twitter. Because it seems to be a thing when Black people are in, in you know, an authoritative uh, position. Right. They like to flex a lot. You know, especially Black people as cops. Yeah. Um... I just, man. I don't. I want to talk about our president and what he did the other day to this peaceful protest at the church at St. Mary's. You know, for a photo op, man. All for a fucking photo op, bro. That shit's heinous, <clears throat> and you don't do that to a church. If you're in, a, in a, the National Guard or whoever, whatever, like, how dare you do something like that? You, you blast these protest, these peaceful protesters with tear gas, and you dump out all the water and stuff. It's just like all this shit is just y'all doing this shit to make people go crazy, to make people act up. You want this. They want this to happen. i seen plenty of, vi- plenty of videos where the police are the agitators. Like I said before, man, we don't bring these bricks to the protest.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, this shit is staged. We're not saying the protests are staged. But we're saying there's stuff <laughs> that is provided to us. Us as black people. And the stage, man. Um, I want to ask you this, Lorenzo. Being from <laughs> Philly, mm-hmm. and how y'all really stood behind this person, but yet this person really hasn't said a lot, a lot, or I don't know if it's considered to be enough. Mm-hmm. But um. Especially since y'all went so much for to bat for him,
3: yeah.
1: <clears throat> has the the absence of Meek Mill saying anything has that like weighed on y'all? Has that been talked about? in you know, amongst the people in Philly right now, is or Absolutely. do y'all even care? It's a, it's, a, it's 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 definitely a conversation.
3: But you know what? We 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 we, we show up. when We gotta show up right this city has been uh, a city of community you know i i, I just want to say this man you know a lot of symbols you know sticking to symbology a lot of symbols have been uh like i said put in our face and all of these things and um you know here in philly at a point in time you know there was a real wicked person that was uh in power real wicked family right um and his statue came down today it came down from in front of a municipal building and it was put somewhere down towards more he was from in south philly downtown um so yeah that's that but you know in that same area is where we all were right protesting for Meek and all of that and you know it was a point in time which black people couldn't even go downtown in this city Right, this is probably Philadelphia is probably the northernmost southern feeling place in America.
1: Wow. I did not know that.
3: Philadelphia and its surrounding counties is a heavily racist state. This is a commonwealth, you know what I mean? Just like Virginia.
1: Yeah. Just
3: like yeah, you know I mean Massachusetts is a commonwealth too. But just like Kentucky, Commonwealth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um and so when we're looking at those things, and we only have four in this country, um, and we got some territory that they consider Commonwealth as well. But when we look at those things, the laws and the culture here are going to be really steeped in fascism and racism. And so when we have that and we know what our people are up against, especially when somebody from the community comes up and they still try, and they still kind of like a target from the police, the community, like, we're not going to ignore that. That's just something that, like, we're not going to ignore and so, no matter who you is, right? Like, I mean, shit, we did it for Mamiya. Shit. I mean, we're still doing it for Mamiya to this day. To this right. day. And we did it for him because he, he was in his little situation. But I feel like Meek has been heavily traumatized from the shit that's happened to him. And he was 19 when that happened. And I mean, I'm sure he had other situations way beyond that. But he got that case when he was 19. Um, and he said as soon as he got off the road that he was going to leave the city. Because he, he, he basically was forced to be here. For years, under you know the the, 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 the criminal rule of of, of Judge Janice Brinkley,
0: mm-hmm. you
3: know, what I mean, so now that he's off parole, he dipped and now he's talking what he's talking and he's elsewhere. You know, what I mean, you would like for you would like for a guy from 24 from Burt down north and he got several ties down south Philly with a lot of people. You would, you would, you would, you would want, you know. But it's like this guy got a lot of experience with this shit, way more experience than anybody else, and he didn't been booked, he didn't been beat the fuck up, you know. I'm not going. I I I I got I, I got to know when to reel it in. I ain't going. I ain't going to throw shit at this nigga. However, I will critique you when you on your Twitter and you kind of sending out untruths about things that's taking place in the town when you're not in the town. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um. So that's that. You know, I just would appreciate if. Before he goes and tweets certain things, if certain things can be found out from the people in the city that he knows. And I, and I don't know Meek personally, you know what I mean? Like, it's really kind of like whisper down the lane. It's like, you know a person that know a person that knows. But, you know, I've been in certain areas and I've been in certain, you know what I mean, places where, you know, a freestyle was being shot for a website or an interview was being done. I've been in that vicinity, you know what I mean? Met him a couple of times, but I don't know Meek personally. I don't have his phone number. he don't, You know what I mean? But it would be heavily encouraged if someone of his stature from where he's from in the city from down north you from down that way you know what i mean if 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 he could just properly speak about these things while not being in the city if that makes sense
1: okay so would Philly rather meek say something or will say something or both both
3: both and Will has Will do this funny thing where he'll he'll like Will kind of do the Obama thing sometimes where it's like he it, 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 it's like like if some, like like if something is said it's like I mean rather if something is if something happens if something occurs it has to be like this like really profound like quote that said and then that's like all we get you know what I mean um, but I definitely would like Will to be much more vocal. It's like, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, it just could be a lot, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people could really come in here that's really from this city, that's really done things, and they could really talk to this mayor, you know what I mean? Because he used to be a city council guy, and he knows, he reveres all of these people at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it it I, I just feel like a little bit of the influence, you know what I mean, could be donated, <laughs> you know what I mean? Also, but,
1: white people, stop using that damn um Will Smith quote
3: please.
1: I'm tired of that shit.
3: Yeah. You know, but it's a lot, man. It's a lot that could be done. You know, the the Montgomery County Commissioner Joe Gale had really not so great things to say about things that were going on in Philly and really ain't too much going on in Montgomery County. So what do you worry about what's going on in Philly? It would be great if someone like Meek or someone like Will could like publicly call out someone like Joe Gale. Who's just this really, he's a he's a he's a peon. He this white guy that run Montgomery County. But it's like, these niggas over here know like Robert Kraft and all these guys, and all these niggas that own sports teams and shit. Like, talk to these people, man. Y'all saying y'all gonna talk to them? Y'all talk. So that's my thing with Meek. Like, Meek was all on the prison reform shit. Like, yeah, Robert Kraft is with the Robert Kraft ain't with shit. You know what I mean? Like, so one thing that Meek gotta do is he gotta further politicize himself too. Because, like, that money, that's, 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 that's his motivator right now. He trying to get a billion, he said, to Charlemagne. You know what I mean? When he was on that yacht. Y'all ain't see that on Charlemagne. You know what I mean? YouTube page. Mm-hmm. So niggas are just really worried about their bread, and that's cool. But it's like, you know, something else got to give, too, sometimes. Because that dollar bill ain't going to always be there. You know what I mean? Like, them dead, them dead slave masters going to disappear off that piece of paper one day. And then how much is that shit really going to be worth? And that's, a metator- and that's a metaphorical phrase, but follow me if you can. If you know, you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it would be great if all these people could say something. Patty, Will, you know what I mean? Fucking Adam McKay, who directed fucking all of these funny-ass movies. He's from Philly. The boy that directed uh, Anchorman.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, the other guys, that guy. Everybody need to say something. Everybody. Everybody need to say something. All of the people who come through Philly and do shit for the arts and have all types of shit going on where you got, like, the artist community supporting them and all of that. Like, some of this artist, artist community that support these big people that come in here, like, they on the front lines out there, too. Like, all of y'all should be saying something. Kevin Bacon. All of y'all. I see all
1: this thing on, on Twitter. Twitter. I see this thing on Twitter where they say Carson Wentz is more black than Dak. <laughs>
3: hey, man, he up here with the Sunnis. He up here with the guys. He, he, he talking his Jesus shit, but, hey, man. That's how it be. It's, just, it's about where you at. You know what I mean? Um, you know.
1: Yeah.
3: It's crazy. You know, Carson growing his beard out. He's growing his suny out. You
1: see him?
2: You know. <laughs> you see him? Yeah.
1: But listen it's him to, man. listening to what we do in the whip with the kids. Exactly. Um, Listen. So, Performative Unity. I want people to know that, like, yo, this happens a lot. You know, there's people who you think are allies who aren't allies, who are just doing this just for the retweets and just doing this just for the, the follower count to go up. And there's a lot that I've seen on Twitter. There's a lot that I've seen on wrestling Twitter. And um, and I know people might be like, yo, point them out. Shout them out. No. No need to. Um... But no, like this shit got stopped, man. Yeah. Um. I will. I will say this one thing though, man. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say this, and I didn't. I don't. I didn't like it. Um. This comes from. You know, a person who's been an ally, who's been on the front lines, who's been, you know, I've seen this person, you know, do a lot. For Black Lives Matters, on you know um, this week, last even you know even a little bit last week when everything's starting, um, and I thought it meant a, it meant a lot to me because in the beginning, this person on um, they realized you know their privilege, and they realized um, yeah how like even though they are a person of color but a white passing they realize their privilege um, but then you know at said the same flip of a coin you know um, one of our friends uh, I'm not going to put him out there he had said something he thought she was white and she like lit this man up lit him up You know, yo, uh, you know, I'm Puerto Rican. I'm saying this, you know, I'm tired of people, you know, saying I'm white. You know, I shouldn't have to say this after 28 years and all this stuff. Yo, fam. Welcome to the back of the bus. All I got to say about that, man. You can't say that, you know, you're here for black people and you stand with them and you understand their pain and all this stuff. And then you flip out on a black person, a disabled one at that. And then, like, because of the moment and everything, like, like I saw people jump on this dude. Like, ooh, get him and all that stuff. Like, yo, like, fam. First off, the man made a mistake. Because, like, even before you had said that you were Puerto Rican, I thought that you were white. Matter of fact, I thought you were Italian. Before I thought you used <laughs> yeah. I did, you know. I did. Shout out to my you Italianos know. out there, you know? Yeah. Genevieve's family and all that shit. Bong bong. But um <laughs> I'm just saying, man, like, yo, you can't that's what I'm saying. A, a lot of times you can pick and choose. You can't you can't do that. Um, it's unfair to them. Like, yo, my man, you know, cause you were, you, she said, oh, was in my bio. If you read my bio, you know, a lot of people don't read no bios, man. You know how many people who I follow when I read the bio? I follow a lot of people. You know, doesn't matter what you say in your bio. You know, but that definitely taught me that maybe I should start reading. Because maybe I'm missing something. But, uh, yo, it doesn't, a person makes a mistake, it doesn't give you the right to to light them up. And you have to realize that your post, post like, you know, the post that I saw today can weaponize people to attack that person. So in the end, what, how different are you than, than from them? You know? Um, it could easily be said of uh, like, listen, I don't know if you know me or I don't know how long you've been following, but yo, I'm this. You know, just to let you know. But also, like, you've gone through that from the past 20 years, like, yo, do you know how many times I gotta like correct people on saying my name?
3: You say how many times you gotta correct them?
1: Yeah, I gotta correct somebody on saying my name. Yeah. Not, just, not just first name, last name. Like, do you know how much I got to go over stuff? Yeah, right. You know, so right. now you understand how, now you kind of know how it feels. If anybody should know how it feels, you should know how it feels now. Right. You know, um, I don't think this person is bad. I don't think this person is an evil person. Nothing like that. And that's why I'm not putting their... You know, I'm not louding them out like that. Because they're not. But... Mm-hmm. You definitely should have the education. or Somebody should just let you know. And I think that was done today. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it... it gotta be some understanding but I'm not saying that's performative unity but I'm saying there's a lot of people who are just showing unity and showing all this stuff and just for like performative unity also is like because black people seem to be so fucking um, impressed when y'all make a police chief kneel down with y'all right like y'all want something like y'all want a prize or if y'all get this person to walk with y'all. Or whatever. Listen, man. It's like what, uh, like, key we was saying. It's not just about kneeling. Right. It's not just about that. What are you going to do afterwards?
3: Sure.
1: Because all day long, you can be seen as somebody who's doing something for the cause. And then it's just like this, how... Uh, this picture I saw, this video I saw on Twitter, where um, a woman was taking she was taking a picture, like, holding a drill
3: mm-hmm.
1: to a door like she was screwing. She she held it. So I took the picture. And then she was like, all right, guys. Thank you. Good job, you guys. BLM. And drove off in a bench. I saw this one girl make her husband take a picture of her in front of a a store that all the windows were broken or whatever. Just for Instagram. Right. This is performative. This is what we're talking about. Performative unity is real. Yeah. It is not just from white people. It's from people of color as well. Do not get it confused. Do not get this confused. Also, what the fuck is going on in Daikin? Like, you know, shout out to my Dominicanos and everything, but, like, yo, like, that stuff is disgusting, man. How y'all how y'all treated those um, those black people last night and tried to say that y'all are anti-looting, y'all are protesting anti-looting or whatever, but, yeah, y'all are just being discriminatory towards blacks. Yeah. You know, it's real sucker slime ball type shit. And it just opens up to that old that old debate, you know, you know, um, I had a homegirl who brought this up to me today. She was like, yo, this whole thing about Dyking is the the reason why I hate bitches like Sin Santana. Mm. I know Dominican from Dykeman. You
0: mm-hmm. know,
1: who who once was under fire for the comments that she said that uh you know, black men cater to cater to Latinas. mm mm-hmm. And that uh, Latinas are basically, essentially she said Latinas are better than black men. Or black men yeah. care cares about Latinas more. Yeah, I remember that. You know. Um... I don't know, she probably might not care about me saying this, but, you know, this girl's she said, yo, like, remember when I said I hate Sim Santana? That move in Dykeman is why. I'm so angry, I'm so repulsed, I can't even be at work, I want to go home. Mm. You know, and it's crazy because Dykeman like, Black people support the support that neighborhood so much. And it's really unfair, mm-hmm. you know. That's really unfair, man. Right, uh, it is. is. But it uh, is. what are your your? I mean, I, I was talking about performative unity. What other examples of performative unity that you've seen? Um. I really, you know,
3: the the, the performative unity of the corporations. corporations. Like WWE? Absolutely. They fall in that category. Um, And again, you know, a lot of times it's almost like when we're doing this thing about people speaking out, right? Now, sometimes people say, well, like, well you know, earlier in the podcast, they were talking about people... You know, why don't, why ain't they speaking out, blah, 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 they complain about people not speaking out, and you know, which I got a problem with WWE speaking out, yeah. Because it's a way for you to do everything, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. And so when you're saying things like, we stand with our black performers, and we do this for black people, and we do this, and we do that, I would appreciate if the statement was much more extensive, and you would include all of the bullshit, and all of the racism, and all of the... uh undermining of black talent that they've done in their company for years before you say anything remotely about supporting anything black that will help out a whole lot in instances like these because what you try to do is you put out the statement and now you're absolved no that shouldn't Nah. that 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 that's not how that should go if you're going to speak about black people and black people's plight indict yourself and talk about how you have played a part in that Don't try to make it seem like that those things never happened. That is my issue with these corporations. Don't try to make it seem like you do not currently undermine black people. Certain wages that you want to pay them and the way that you treat them as employees of your company. Some of your publicly traded companies, might I add, on Wall Street. So that's really just my take on that. It's like, I would appreciate if before you get into it about feeling sorry for anybody, because I don't need no pity from an oppressor, because it's fake. In this, in this bad faith and it's not genuine right so I would rather you indict yourself and talk about how you've played a part in this playing the corporate crony game and doing the thing with storylines and stereotypes Sean Waltman so you know and he talked about huh say that again
1: said Vince McMahon saying the N-word, saying nigga?
3: Absolutely. I posted it weeks ago. I, I posted that really yeah. Man, look, I'm gonna tell you something. When I first came on like what we know as wrestling Twitter, people was looking at me like I was an idiot because I was like ruining their fun. But now it was like people don't have a choice but to talk about this shit because we've we seen this shit. We've always seen it. It's just about what the commonplace is. What's the culture? It's not culture to, to, to call people out or to call out when some shit is wrong because this company make a billion dollars and they entertain a bunch of fucking kids and idiots. And smart people, too. I don't want to do that. I don't want to make it seem like the whole WWE universe is full of idiots. But on some real, like, let's really, like, keep it a bean. You know what I mean? So it's like when we have all of these things, we have all of this history. You know what I mean? All of these things going on. And y'all put Martin Luther King up every year. And Martin Luther King's supposed to be, like, you know, Vince McMahon's hero. No, Martin Luther King makes Vince McMahon feel better about being a white man. The version of Martin Luther King that 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 that, that the current media structure likes to put out. And he's a part of that media structure because he runs a multi-billion dollar media company that's traded on Wall Street. All of this shit is connected. Right? But that's my thing. Sometimes things aren't commonplace. And so when you make things a bit less savory for the for for the, for the for the, for the rest of the community, it's like, well, this guy, you really probably don't belong here. But now we're seeing that these things, is, again, that expedited process that we're talking about, now that this is the second wave, and now that this guy's president, you know what I mean? And, and I just want to add this from something you said about the thing. When he went in front of that church and and, and held up that Bible, that, that, was one, that was probably the most grotesque image of any American president in the history of the presidency during any type of occurrence or conflict. That was the most grotesque image of post-antebellum America on some real shit. Like, we really got to start taking, like, before it was like, nah, he don't like the Nazis, he don't. No, this man's father, last name was Trump. You know what I mean? He's a Second Reich German supporter, and he was a KKK member. So I don't want... I'm, excuse me, Third Reich. Because that was Hitler. Excuse me, Third right, because that was Hitler and the Nazis. Excuse me. I stand corrected. But I don't want to hear none of this about how he's not really KKK affiliate and none of this shit. Like... He knew what he was doing in the 80s. When he got interviewed in the 80s, he said if I was gonna run for president, I, I would run on the on a Republican ticket because I would win. Because he knew what would take, he knew, he knew what it would take to win. He knew all of the jewels. He got all of that shit. He's a grand wizard, if you ask me. So, but yeah, but back to the corporate, it's just like, you know, and this corporation, the WWE, got this fake ass hall of fame that this guy supposedly is, is, is in. So when you have these things going on, you can't just apologize and I mean you can't just say that we stand with black people on the no fuck that.
1: Cause we see through the bullshit. Right.
3: All uh, right,
1: and shout out to um of my people's who uh they made this uh a video with the with their with their announcement or whatever. Um I want to give them the proper credit because I feel like it's important that creatives, you know, even if it's funny or whatever, they get the right credit for their work. Um, Oh, and who knew that Logan Paul would, like, say some real shit? Uh... mm. Remy still. Remy still. Um, shout out to them who made this video. Uh, you can see it on my on my Twitter page. Like it It's basically one of the the biggest dish you post I've ever seen in my life. Cause it even shows some stuff that I forgot about. You know, I forgot our was a was a white person. Uh listen man um there's a lot if y'all wanna get involved, man, if y'all wanna donate if y'all wanna do um anything, man, listen, I'm gonna run down some stuff for y'all man um as soon as I find this thread of uh, people to donate to. You can, don't, you can donate to... Uh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I lost it. I lost it. I'm sorry, tape. You can donate to the... Um, to the official George Floyd Memorial Fund that was organized by Philanese Floyd. You can ask, you can, uh, go fund account. And they have over $11 million. Uh, the link, uh, I can't see the link. But, um, I'm going to have this up on my page. You can, uh, it's the official George Floyd Memorial Fund organized by Phil Floyd. And this will also be in the descriptions below, in the, in the descriptions in, in our um in our description for the podcast. Uh, the Portland Protest Bill Fund. You got to go fund me for that. Well, um, The Minnesota Freedom Fund, um, which is Minnesota, M-I-N-N-E-S-O-T-A, freedomfund.org. Uh, you have the National Bail Fund Network. Uh, you have the Oakland Black Business Damage Fund, GoFundMe. Um, do you know any more uh, people that people that people can donate to, Lorenzo? Uh,
3: definitely. The one that I'm going to definitely throw out there first and foremost is the Philadelphia Bail Fund. Um, right now, the Philadelphia Bail Fund is is, is adding up at the moment. The city's bail fund is up to about like 1.2 million. So it's a lot of people getting some real good help. There's also a Philadelphia Community Bail Fund, um, which is a uh, organization that works to end cash bail in the city and also pretrial detention, which um, most of our youth end up going to uh, for just really dumb, petty stuff. Um, and they be there for sometimes days, weekends on end. Um, please follow those two on Twitter at Philly Bail Fund and at Philly Bail Out, respectively.
1: Um, also, um, piggybacking off of that, with the Minnesota Freedom Fund, uh, they have stated on their, I just I'm just reading right now from their website that they are super overwhelmed with don- with donations, and they um, they ask that you help the other organizations like the Philly Freedom Fund um, help them out as well. Um like the Chicago Community Bond Fund, the Tarrant County Bond Fund, the Charleston, South Carolina Bail Fund. Um listen man I I was in Atlanta man. I stayed in Atlanta. But I'm also uh, you know even though I have hair you know family up north and I'm I always say I'm from Brooklyn. Um, Charleston was my home for a long time. You know, Atlanta raised me, but I kind of, you know, for a little part, but Charleston definitely kind of made me into a man. So seeing this happen in both cities, you know, seeing, you know, the looting, seeing, you know, people getting tear gassed, and I was like, just seeing all this stuff, this heinous stuff, man, it really, it hurt me.
3: Yeah.
1: It hurt me. Because, you know, these are places that I love. Yeah. You know, um so please, donate to the Charleston Bell Fund as well, Um, Community Bell Fund as well, my uh, man. Um, Like I said, we'll have these We'll have a thread of these on our, in our description, you know, um, that you can help, uh, excuse me, that you can click on and donate to. Uh, you know, usually we always plug, we, we always plug us where we're at, like, you know where we're at, at nah, just nice on Twitter, at Lorenzo for real, um, you know, on Twitter, man, look at, you know, self-control pod. On Twitter Yeah man It's It's real man It, It really is real And I know there are people Who ask well you know How can we be a better ally I've had some people ask me You know what can I do And I would say listen to black people Believe black people Please do not be dismissive when, you know, when you start feeling uncomfortable with us. Um, check these sororities out here, these sororities and these frats out here, because they're literally still segregated. You know, and having the the two to five people of color doesn't make them diverse or inclusive. Um, another example is to diversify your circle of friends intentionally intentionally diversify it this is a big one but it shouldn't be a big one but it's a big one stop letting your friends sing the n-word we know y'all do it we know it is the world's biggest unkept secret we know y'all say the n-word when y'all alone with your car stop saying also, black people stop letting stop letting them say it as well because they have a black card or a black pass or whatever. I used to think that was cute growing up or whatever. Oh, you got your you got your, you got your nigga pass. No, no, no. no. fuck that. <laughs> you can't say nigga no more. There's people who like are some of like my best like homies. White people. No, you cannot say nigga no more. No, fam. Um also, learn what microaggressions are and take steps to stop using them. Vote, you can vote for candidates that support black communities. You can go the start going to black events and start supporting uh black endeavors, like businesses or entertainment, etc. We're not talking about Tyler Perry. I mean, you can support Tyler Perry, but we're not that's not what we're talking about. You know, we're talking about the films that make, like, the Blackbuster films on BET. The Cold Black movies. Um, And also, use your influence to make the spaces that you're in more racially inclusive. You can start by doing that as well. And please, 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 educate yourself on Black history beyond what you've learned in high school, which would, you know... Which goes back to me and Lorenzo telling y'all, stop fucking using um, Martin Luther King quotes, if that's all you know. That helps when you just know more about black history than what you learned in high school or in elementary school. And also, this is a big one, for me at least. Unlearn your internalized racism. There's, I know there's a lot of people who like, well, I'm not racist. I don't see color. I don't... Listen, stop saying you don't see color. That is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. But um, this takes some looking in the mirror and being brutally honest with yourself. Unlearn your internalized racism and encourage other people to do the same it's going to take longer than others because people ain't going to be real with themselves. But that's just things that I can that I think that's those are ways to uh, be a better ally to black people. Uh, Lorenzo, you got any other things to add to that?
3: Man, I think that's about it. That's, 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 that's how it need to be said. I, yeah, I mean, especially that last part, you know, it's just like, it's just so important you know what I mean? Like it's it's other ways to support this shit. Like you know what I mean? Like you ain't gotta go out there and like spit on the cop's face. You know, like a lot of times white people do this thing where it's like, oh what I'm I'm about to go get killed and it's like, no. Ain't nobody asked you to do that. You should. You know what I mean? 'Cause like you know, you 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 upholding this thing every day that's really causing other people to lose their life for no reason and you know you're protected. But yeah, man, making sure those spaces that y'all in, you know, start reflecting something. You know, so absolutely bro, you got it.
1: Yeah, and also um my ladies who love to date black men. Please say something. Please say something. You know, um there's a popular phrase going around um going around on Twitter, don't open your mouth for black dick. If you can't support, you know, black lives, or something like that. I, did, I didn't. I didn't write that. I would think that one of our lovely sisters probably started that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but it. The, like we said, w- w- didn't we say this uh, yesterday? Not yesterday, but um, we said it. Um, I think we probably said this like in pre-pro, or um, one of the times that. Uh, The message can be messed up. Let me know. The delivery might be messed up, but the message is always there. Right. But, yeah, man. um, But, listen, man, we appreciate y'all for rocking with us. You know, we're not going to hold y'all too long because, you know, things are going on. Um, I am going to South Carolina today. So, uh, there may or may not be a show next week. Just depending. You know, I'm seeing some family. So it may who knows? Who knows? And plus there's a lot of shit going on in the world, so who knows? Um we just we just putting that out there. But you know, we thank y'all for rocking with us, man. Um y'all know what it is. Fix up look sharp, y'all know the vibes. Um, God doesn't call the qualified, qualifies the call. That's from Christine Kane. Hashtag thank you Royce. Um, yo, y'all know what it is, man. I'm Naj. Lorenzo's right here with me. You love know, ball. and um, thank y'all for rocking with us. So, like we always do at this time, we end it like this. Good night, good luck, inshallah. One yourself and peace and love, man. And Black Lives Matter. So uh yeah. we out. So just chill until the next episode.
0: Fix me off, making us sick and cough. Police killed an innocent male An attack on a black man, which entails injustice. For all of us, this isn't the 60s where racism stays. We need to throw away, stop the murders from the law and order. No justice, no peace. We need to cease. What's going on? We're all God's children as we belong. Together we commend. Can this fight end? As we pray, I would say... All I want to say is that we need to stop the injustice. All I want to say is that we need to stop the injustice. Peace and love is God number one, God's number one rule, while his son is in his mother's womb. But our tweeting president says, stop the thugs. Is he talking about us? While he supports the the boys in blue, him and officers are, are the criminals with the same agenda, that Nazi quota. To cut us down in a blender. Not caring what others say. While they attack us as we pray. If we strive to survive. We must survive. We must fight. If MLK is alive. He will be disgusted. With Trump's actions. During this time. Only one thing we can do. Is that we must end. This crime. All I want to say is that we need to stop the injustice. All I want to say is that we need to stop the injustice. Racism was the key to Trump's presidency, separating this country in two. But if I was president, I would do the opposite, not treating this country like shit. I would fight for those who need justice, instead for just my money in racial terms. Racist terms. I stand with everyone in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I care about you like Jesus would. Together we will stand hand in hand. No matter what, we will get justice. We will get it done. All I want to say is that we need to stop the injustice. All I want to say is that we need to stop the injustice.